Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. The man accused of gunning down eight people in Half Moon Bay, killing seven, was charged with seven counts of murder and one count of attempted murder on Wednesday. KQED politics correspondent Marisa Lagos reports. 66-year-old Xuan Li Zhao appeared briefly in court Wednesday afternoon, where a judge appointed two defense attorneys and agreed with the prosecutor's request to deny Zhao bail. After the hearing, San Mateo District Attorney Steve Wagstaff noted that Zhao is a Chinese national. He is not a uh, citizen of this country. There is plenty of motive to run. For that reason, it was to me a very straightforward and simple request for no bail. Zhao, who could face life without parole or the death penalty if convicted, spoke through a Mandarin interpreter and repeatedly covered his face during the hearing. His attorneys asked for more time to submit a plea until they can meet with Zhao. He'll be back in court in three weeks. For the California Report, I'm Marisa Lagos. Authorities investigating the mass shooting in Half Moon Bay say the evidence points to it as an incident of workplace violence. Acts of violence are a leading cause of occupational death in the U.S., but mass shootings are still relatively rare on the job. With more, here's KQED's Farida Javala Romero. Lorena Villalobos works at a flower nursery near the farm where one of the shootings happened. She says the news has left her afraid it could happen at her job. Workplace homicides peaked in 1994 with more than 1,000 people killed that year. But these incidents generally track overall crime rates, and they have since dropped to less than 500 in 2019. That's according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Jordan Barab is a former top official with the U.S. Occupational Safety and Health Administration. Most workplace homicides occur in retail. They're the result of, of robberies and or against uh, police officers, which are obviously also uh, directly related to the crime rate. Mass shootings like the one in Half Moon Bay bring attention to workplace violence, he says. But they're not as common as non-fatal violence, like assaults on healthcare workers and taxi drivers. But that slim comfort to Lorena Villalobos in Half Moon Bay. La verdad, la verdad, yo pienso que haya más, como más seguridad, como personas... She says she wouldn't mind a security guard or some other kind of protection where she works to make her feel a little safer. For the California Report, I'm Farida Javala Romero. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as like the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. In Monterey Park, vigils have been taking place nightly to honor the victims of the dance studio shooting Saturday night. Vice President Kamala Harris visited with family members last night and says Congress needs to act to stem the tide of violence. In the interest of the safety, the security, and the well-being of people like those whose lives were ended here. The star dance studio where the shooting took place was a hub for professional ballroom dancers, new immigrants, and longtime community members of the Asian diaspora. KPCC's Mariana Dale reports. Saipin Wantanasiri Suk has been ballroom dancing for about six years. She says a night of cha-cha-cha clears her head after a full week of work as an accountant. It's making feel young, you know. <laughs> I think, like my doctor always says, you look like 30 and I'm 61. Wantana Sirisuk is one of many community members who frequent the Star Dance Studio, which has been a fixture in Monterey Park's downtown for decades. There are classes during the week, and on Saturdays, 10 bucks buys a night of social dancing. Anyone is welcome to go into those ballrooms, and they can feel at home there. George Uba is an emeritus professor at Cal State Northridge and a longtime dancer. He's written about how the AAPI community transforms what can be perceived as a hobby of the European upper class. The floor is their own, the music is their own, the lyrics are their own, and they feel comfortable there. Corona couple Perrin and Rick Price have been married for almost five decades and have taken ballroom classes much of that time. I think that's what keeps us together, too. You, we dance together all the time. Rick says dance is also a way to find community. You get kind of a connection, not just with your partner, but with other people, because they're out doing the same, they're there for the same purpose, to enjoy dancing and enjoy one another. Perrin says they rarely have to skip a song. They can dance all the ballroom standards and even the Dominican Republic's bachata. We're not real good at it, but at least we can do it. We don't like to sit down. We just get up and do it. The couple last visited Star Dance a few weeks ago. Perrin read about the shooting there on Sunday morning. It's really sad because everybody there was really enjoyed themselves. Mass shootings can bring fear, insecurity, and a feeling of vulnerability to the surrounding community. Lisa Wong is the interim director of the Los Angeles County Department of Mental Health. She says there are ways we can support each other. Fight the impulse to close down, to isolate. Wong says people need to talk to someone they trust, whether that's a mental health professional, friend, or neighbor. They need to be able to reestablish sort of a sense of connectedness to the community, to activities, um, a sense of meaning, like how they kind of make sense of what happened. On Sunday night, the Prices met up in Burbank with about two dozen other members of a Thai social group to celebrate Lunar New Year. <laughs> Organizer Pashri Silipi says she didn't even think about canceling. So I don't think that we're going to cancel. We just go right ahead and then looking for the positive living always.
The group waltzed to music sung karaoke style by their friends in the dining room of a closed restaurant. When you do the social dance, you know, your mind is, is out there, nothing but happiness. Near the end of the night, candles were placed into a bundt cake and tiny cups of sweet corn pudding to celebrate the January birthdays. Happy birthday to you! This is the kind of joy the prices and others found at Star Dance Studio. The studio's Facebook page says it's closed until further notice. No matter what, it will not stop us going dancing. I mean, that's just our life, you know? It's, it's crazy to say that, but it is. The couple says they'd return to Star Dance if and when it reopens. For the California Report, I'm Mariana Dale in Burbank. And that's the California Report for Thursday, January 26th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening and have a good day. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Healthcare, where their greatest reward is a healthy patient. The Wesley Foundation, investing in California's underserved youth. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at SchmidtFutures.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing... And I know you love what you're hearing. Please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.